I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter, and I'm not doing a big intro because this is a very long episode with so many stories. So let's just get right to it. Hope you enjoy. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have comedian Dustin Eric. Dustin, thank you so much for doing the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have, this is a, yet another Pittsburgh comedian. <laughs> this is, I, I just like Pittsburgh and paranormal. This is now, yeah. now my new niche. Um, So I'm so excited to hear your ghost stories. Are they, are you a lifelong Pennsylvania guy? Yeah, yeah. So I was actually uh, born in uh, Vegas, uh, like in Henderson, Nevada. I lived in Las Vegas for first couple years of my life, but um that was only because my mom lived out there. Um, but all of our families here in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. So after a couple of years of me being out there, we moved back here and, uh, that's where I've been ever since. Amazing. So are your ghost stories, Pittsburgh ghost stories? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to say was like, I was listening to the podcast the other day and there was, uh, couple couple short stories about uh like cats and and like animals and and stuff like that and it it just sparked a memory so in the last apartment that i lived in um well it was was a house that my buddy owned um and i rented the second floor of Mm -hmm. of this house and i've always had cats like since i was like eight years old essentially i've always had you know two or three cats um so when I lived in in this place, I had the whole second floor to myself and it was essentially a redone attic. So mm-hmm. uh, it was just one big open room. Um, and anytime I would leave the house, the two cats that I had, they would just start playing with each other and like they would chase each other back and forth. And um, my roommates who lived downstairs 
who owned the house, they would uh, they would hear the cats and say, you know, it sounds like people just running back and forth, you know, because it's just cats chasing after each other, jumping on furniture and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and this would happen every time I, I would leave the house. So um, eventually, over the years that I lived there, um, each each of those two cats, they they got different forms of cancer um, and they they both passed away. Um, so shortly after the, the second one passed away, um, within the year I moved into this apartment that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. Um, and after I moved out, my former roommate would text me and she would say, she'd be like, Hey, me and Bubs, which is what we called her son. She'd be like, me and Bubs are downstairs and we're just watching TV. We're the only ones here. And we hear your cats running back and forth. How um, precious is yeah. that? Oh and, my gosh. Oh, and I'm it, gonna cry. And it would always happen, like because like whenever whenever they were alive and they were chasing each other, um, if I would come downstairs, that's when they would always chase after each other and play. And then you know, you would go upstairs and peek your head up, and they would they would just stop and just stare at you for a second. <laughs> um, and then you know, you go you go back downstairs and then they would just start back up. So this is this is just kind of a thing that happened with them after I moved out as well. Um, like they would come downstairs and then they would hear that. And then, you know, um, it's now the kid's room, Bubs. He it's now his bedroom. So like he would go back up there and, you know, they would they would check to see what the sound was and they wouldn't see anything. And then they would come back downstairs and they would hear it again. Oh my um, and gosh. this has happened like multiple times. But um, yeah, I just always said that they were still you know watching the house and playing with each other there that is so sweet <laughs> cat ghosts oh i love yeah. it and they're playing they're like in their they're in their happy their glory you know yeah yeah and um you know they have a uh, my roommates had a, a cat named gunter um and he stayed downstairs but like occasionally he would go upstairs and um you know kind of like mess with them a little bit so uh now i think like gunther knows that they're there because there i think there's times where like he's like looked at stuff in the room that you know they don't see and whatnot so amazing amazing the cat knows yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome <laughs> oh cool and this isn't even the ghost story that you intended to no tell no today. not at all i this love is, it this yeah is just so something beautiful. that worked in my memory last night um but transitioning from that, um, you know, we're speaking about the uh, the guests you had from Pennsylvania. And I, I just think that's super cool because like Pennsylvania in general, uh, there's just so much history here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's an old state. There's, you know, a lot that's happened. There's I mean, we have Gettysburg, all kinds of like different burial grounds. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up in Freeport. Uh, which is a, a very small town. I think the population right now is like 1700. Okay. Um, but uh, even, even that town has, you know, plenty of like random ghost stories and, and stuff to tell. Um, there, they, like when I was growing up, they would always say that the town, because uh, there's a, it's like located at the bottom of a valley and there's mm -hmm. a big hill at the top that, that you come down in the town at. And if you're coming in from that angle, um, that said that the lights at night would spell the word Slayer. Slayer? Yeah. Like the band? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, for, for the longest time, that, that, that was true. Like, you could actually, like, go up to the top of the hill and make out where the, you know, like where the S L A Y E R is. And that's uh, I, the lights from the town or what? Yeah. Just from like, from like the street lights and mm. the, the lights coming from like certain buildings and, and stuff. Um, I don't think it is that way anymore because there's a few yeah. like changes and stuff like just different buildings and like some yeah. buildings burned down or been taken down or whatnot so i i don't know if it's still like that i haven't really looked in in years it's um, like a man-made orion's belt or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah but uh even even in that town i remember there was a lot of stories uh of ghosts at the junior high school oh um, because the the junior high school apparent like they always said it was buried it was 
built over like some sort of like burial ground. And I don't know how true that is because I feel like that's just a very cliche thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, there were a lot of people that said, you know, they've seen multiple things at the junior high, especially like after it was closed. I remember uh, like I never experienced anything myself, but I remember talking to the janitor Mm -hmm. uh, there and he was he told me like multiple times that you know he would be cleaning up he would be the only one in the building essentially um and then you know something would fall off a shelf or you know he would hear like you know footsteps down the hall but no one would be there and you know just like little weird occurrences and and like shadows and like um i remember i vaguely remember some story about like seeing seeing like a, a kid downstairs like in the basement um but you know when they like hid from him and that that was like the end of it like he never found anyone down there it was just oh my god like, yeah gosh was, if being 12 isn't hard enough to have your right? junior high school be haunted it's like please i just got my first period right? let me deal with that <laughs> But uh, I, I never experienced anything at the junior high, but there was like multiple teachers and like just multiple people that had like very similar uh, experiences. Oh, um, wow. there. So, um, but on to like my personal experiences, um, my, so my, my thing has always been that I, I see shadows. Oh, interesting. Um, so um it's it's kind of weird so like whenever i was little um like grade school we would you know the town was small a lot of the kids would just play together around the streets at, at night in the summertime um and we would go up to the 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 park um on top of the on top of the town and this park bordered a cemetery as well so there's like um there's like the playground and there's like the soccer fields and then there's like a tree line uh, and then there's a cemetery on the other side and we would just um go up there like kind of in the evening like right before it starts getting like real dark um and just play like tag and you know hide and seek and just all, all kinds of different games using like all the different fields and you know even the cemetery and stuff and there were multiple times uh where we would be playing like hide and seek or something. And I would see like, you know, towards the tree line or like in the, in the back end of the cemetery, I would see like, uh, like essentially like a shadow figure of like a, like a person standing there. Mm. Um, and, and did you and think he, it was other kids at the time? No. Um, because it, it wasn't like that height, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely like more like, closer to like adult height um did it scare you not really um because like it it was a public park i mean it, you know there was always people going in in and out of the cemetery to you know a visit uh their their loved ones and stuff but um i would you know point this out and you know the other kids either wouldn't see it or like by the time i would turn around it you know, they, it would be gone. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, the other kids just always thought that, you know, I was, you know, full of shit basically. Um, and, you know, I never really, really thought anything of it. No one ever, ever really believed me. So I just kind of like dismissed it like, okay, yeah, maybe I am just a dumb little kid that's seeing things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of want to like keep this, in mind for later because nothing ever really happened from there but like this is kind of like the first earliest yeah. memory of, of right. anything um so year years later um there was even stuff like weird occurrences with like uh that happened with like family members and stuff um my i remember my cousin her husband uh he had passed away at at one point, I think it was, it might've been like a heart attack or something, but, um, he passed away and he had a, a sister who, uh, she was, she went on vacation right before he passed away. Mm. Um, and this was, you know, I early nineties, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still, still in grade school. So like, um, you know, we didn't have cell phones there, you know, people weren't 
glued to con- being able to contact people at all times. Yes. And, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure she went to like, I, I don't want, I don't know if it was Jamaica, but it was like some, some co- other country. Out of the country. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like not close. Um, and no one knew how to, how to get in touch with her. And, you know, like he passed away basically like right after she left. And it was sudden. Um, it was like, not like, she's yeah, not going to be checking up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a very sudden thing. And, um, this wasn't like a short vacation either. Like she was, she was going, she had like a lot of plans and, and going to do this and that. Um, and so everybody's like trying to call her every day and like trying to get in touch with her best they can, but like, you know, she doesn't have any contact information for the hotel or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, so no one was able to actually speak to her. So days go by and we actually have the, the funeral. Oh my um, God. And she, yeah. she's still in Jamaica. Yeah. Or she, or, yeah. I don't know if it was Jamaica, but she's still like wherever she was. Um, and you know, no one had, had been able to talk to her at that point. And I remember I was with my mom and uncle, we were, in the funeral home it was at the at the viewing uh and then she comes running in the door um and just immediately like hugs um you know hugs her sister-in-law and like the family members um and she said that you know she she was on this trip i think it was like supposed to be like a two-week trip Mm -hmm. um and she just got this weird feeling while she was out there uh, that she needed to come home as uh, she just had this like horrible gut feeling. Uh, and you know, it, it was kind of weird at first, but then it like got too intense. And then she, she just, you know, canceled the rest of her trip, got an early flight, came home, uh, checked all of, you know, she had all these messages on, on her answering machine and then, you know, didn't change or anything, just went straight to straight to the funeral home. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow, that's amazing and tragic and but also like so incredible. Mhm. Like this is a we need to trust our gut type yeah, of story. Absolutely. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. It's so I mean, it's so great that she did that. Yeah, and I like I that that was always like one memory that that really stuck out cuz like, you know, as you're as you're growing up and uh you know, learning and aging. And, you know, there's always going to be these specific memories that that stick out in your head over the years. And this is one that has always stuck out in my mind because I just remember like that scene playing out in my head. Like I'm in the corner of the funeral home and we like, people are talking about how like no one could get in touch with her. And, mm-hmm. and then she just comes right into the you door. It was, it was like a, yeah, it was like a TV show or a movie, you know, something that would happen out of that. It was it's wild. Wow. Wow. What a story. Whew. Holy cow. And so you have this shadow thing when you're a kid and then mm-hmm. this experience. And so now you're kind of like, maybe there's something invisible in the world that I, right, you know. Right. Yeah. This is where yeah. I like really started to like, I don't want to say necessarily like believing in ghosts, but like, you know, thinking more of, of things and intuition and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but to add on to that, so this this guy that that passed away, uh, he also he had a son, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think the son was probably like in his thirties at the time, roughly. Um, I know he's he was like an adult, but um, the son had Down syndrome, so he like he didn't really speak too well. Mm-hmm. um like there's like he would basically like he knew what you were you were saying and like he could understand you that way but like he would when he was uh communicating with you he did a lot of pointing and then he would say like one or two words mm-hmm. essentially um so i remember my mom telling me stories shortly after the, the his dad passed away um the like the the mom would hear the tv from the living room and the son would be 
in the living room by by himself and he he didn't typically turn the tv on like he would mm-hmm. have he would always like have someone get the remote and, and turn it on for him or mm-hmm. um and you know she she would ask like you know did you did you do this and then he would say i can't i can't remember what he called him i, I don't remember if he called him like dada or papa or something but like he would say that essentially like it it was his his dad that did it um and you know, i remember my mom told me like a couple different times of, of like that that happening you know or like so or like something similar where he would just like basically like sit down and then they'd be like did you do this and then he'd be like no I, you know it was him um but I I, that. yeah I, I, so i just always thought that like that was super interesting and like um i thought it meant that like you know the family was that close too you know yeah 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 the dad's still coming back to just yeah, uh, say yeah. hi in the way of turning on the tv yeah, yeah. that's really sweet um, oh my gosh i love a nice story <laughs> and then um as far as like my immediate family goes uh when i was just out of high school so this this happened like the I want to say like the summer after my senior year mm-hmm. uh, and then pretty much all the, all the big stories after this are roughly like within that year frame as well. So all like roughly around the same time. Um, so right around this time, my, my cousin Dave uh, passed away <clears throat> in a, in a motorcycle accident. I'm sorry. Um, and uh it was very interesting because, you know, every, every holiday, whether it's, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, all the, all the big ones, our family would get together and we would all go to like either my grandma's or, or my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the whole, the whole family would, would always be there. Uh, now there were times where Dave, when he was alive, um, he didn't always live in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, he lived in, he lived in California for, for many years. And, mm-hmm. you know, during these times he would, he would just call. Um, so, you know, uh, halfway through the afternoon when he knew everybody would be there, he, he would, he would call and, you know, we would all kind of like say hi to him and, you know, pass the phone around and stuff. That's um, sweet. so whenever he passed away, uh, we would still have, you know, these family meetups at, at holidays, we would go to my aunt's house and, you know, we, we would go to like my cousin's house sometimes or wherever we were. Um, and you know, there were a couple of times where even like, I, I had to show up late because, you know, I, I had to work my job for a little bit, depending on the holiday. Um, and every time, like it would be after we were all there, whether I was showing up late or whether we were waiting on someone else. Uh, but, we would get a call from uh so it wouldn't be from like an unknown number mm-hmm. it was it was weird because like she had she had caller id and you know if it was a restricted call it would say like restricted call or yeah. it would say unknown number or toll number or you know it would say some sort of sort of indication if it wasn't just like a regular regular number uh so every holiday we would get a call and it would be from like a line of zeros. Whoa. And, oh my God. It, I just got chills. Oh boy. Oh and boy. It, oh boy. It wasn't even like the amount of numbers that would be in a phone. So it wasn't like 10 or 11 numbers or whatever. It was oh. just like an entire screen on the caller ID that was just like all zeros. Um, and, you know, we would, it would ring and ring and then we would pick it up and then it would just be silence it wasn't like you know someone hung up it wasn't (gasps) it was just straight silence and this happened every holiday for for years did you guys just start saying like hi dave yeah yeah we you know we would we would uh basically just say that it was him uh and you know there were times where like you know if someone was showing up late or whatever we would know that he wasn't going to call until till afterwards um i i am gonna cry this is so (laughs) beautiful and so sad (laughs) but uh it uh it happened for for many years um i think i think eventually it just it just 
kind of stopped over the yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, no matter where we were, whether it was my aunt's house or, you know, one of one of our other relatives' house for the for the holiday, uh, once our immediate family was essentially uh gathered, then we like there would be a call. And oh my it, would, gosh. it would always be from that line of zeros, no matter which house it was at. Was he young when he died? He he was fairly young. I don't remember how old. I want to say like mid to late twenties, probably late oh, late twenties. Yeah, very young. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was like he was very very close to the family, and um, uh, it was just like something that that kind of continued because you know if he wasn't there whenever he he was alive, he would always call us. So, um. It was just oh uh, a wild thing that. Uh, How old were you when this started, and when? Yeah. So I, I I'm pretty oh, sure because right, you said right yeah. after high school, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure it was like either my like the summer before my senior year or the summer after. But mm-hmm. regardless, all these stories are like are roughly around the same year. Time, you know, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always I always loved that, and you know, I just thought it was cool because we'd just be like, "Yeah, Dave's just checking in on us," and you know. Oh, I haven't gotten this emotional <laughs> in a minute on on one of these. Um, are there any other stories that you have from this time? So, so those are just kind of like, honestly, the ones that they're amazing. I, I just got reminded of a little bit while listening to your other podcasts. Yeah. So. But they they kind of lead up to the the ones that I planned on going into anyway. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the the big stories that I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's two different ones. There's two at each location. There's two different locations. One thirteen bends, and one is Hanky Church Cemetery. Okay. And I, there's two experiences that stick out at each one. Uh, and then I have like another little lighthearted one I want to tell after after these ones too um but so 13 bends um so right right out of high school I I guess I should start we my friends and I uh we had a lot of time on our hands you know (laughs) so we you know we we were a group of friends that all didn't go to college right right after high school so like you know we had that summer to basically just do whatever and then it just Mm kind of continued after that um, so at some point we got into the idea of like wanting to do like ghost hunting and like paranormal, uh, research and stuff. We, at the time, you know, social media wasn't really a, a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we were still looking up directions on, you know, MapQuest and stuff. Uh, oh, MapQuest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we looked up on the internet uh, and we found uh, some like ghost hunting, uh, paranormal uh, like web forums and like bulletin boards. Um, and we found one specifically for like Western Pennsylvania. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of different stories. And one of them was essentially like literally a list of different locations to, to check out and like, uh, places that like people have reported stuff that have happened and stuff. Uh, so we just basically took that year and went to a lot of these places and, you know, seeing what we, what we could find. And, you know, a lot of them overall, we, we didn't really have any much experience, if anything. Um, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, nothing exists there. I was just on before this, I was doing a podcast with a paranormal investigator who's Mm -hmm. like, most of the time it's nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, we just didn't personally have any experiences at most of the places, but however, um, there was one called 13 bends. Uh, and I will say the amount of the, of bends is kind of debatable. I would say that it's more like 11 or 12, but you know, 13 <laughs> is probably a better number. It's a little bit more scary. Scary, yeah. Um, but anyway, the so this place, it's like you go off of a main road and then you go onto a back road 
uh, and then on this back road, there is an unmarked dirt road mm-hmm. um, that, you know, there's no signs and it kind of looks like it just leads to nowhere because it basically does. Eventually, it'll come out like on the other end. It like goes through the woods, essentially. Um, and eventually it'll come out on another end, like very, very far up the road. Um, but this is 13 bends and it's just a huge dirt road that takes you know it's probably a couple miles long but um you go through it and then about halfway through uh you'll come to what is an open field essentially Mm -hmm. and there's still like you know a lot of trees and and woods and um but the story is that there was an orphanage in this location and uh at some point it had burnt down Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much of any details other, other than that, but I remember orphanage burnt down in this location and, um, there were still supposedly spirits that, you know, roamed around the, the location. Pretty sad so, stuff. Orphanage plus fire. Yeah. It doesn't get worse yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, so one of the first experiences I had there, it might've even be, even be the first experience we went with a big group of people Mm -hmm. uh you know there's probably like 10 or 12 of us um so we had multiple cars probably i want to say three cars um and you know we we come to to the open field and we we walk around and you can actually if you're in the right spot you can actually find the base foundation of where the orphanage is like there's no walls or anything but you can see like the the pavement foundation essentially okay of of like where the building would have been okay um so you know we we we've seen that um and at some point while we're while we're just roaming around that you know there's a bunch of us and we're just kind of like separating in, di- in different areas and just like looking around i think two or three of us had had flashlights and we're just in a couple different groups at some point someone points out that there's someone there he said he says like hey and hey look over there like hey someone or something he said something along those lines but i remember him pointing and we all looked um and towards the tree line that we saw two shadows with glowing eyes and it's like glowing yellow eyes like i and like i shit you not when i when i say that um and like you know there there was a big group of us so it wasn't one of those things where it's like am i am i just seeing something right. like, you know multiple people were there and we, we all saw it but they weren't adult height um you know one was like you know came up to like maybe my shoulders or something and then the other next to it was a little bit shorter but we all just kind of stared for you know probably two three seconds uh and then the one dude shines the flashlight uh-huh and then it it's gone <gasps> and and when i say gone i don't mean like you know the the leaves of the bushes and trees were were moving and something something ran into the woods i mean like we shine the light on it and it just dissipated in the thin air um and you know there was a big group of us and we were confused but like you know we had a couple girls with us as well and they were like freaking out a little yeah. bit um so like a group of us went and like looked in the in the woods in that direction with the flashlights and we couldn't find any sign of like creature or being or or anything or like any indication that something ran from from where it was essentially and it was kind of like towards the end of the open field so it wasn't like really close enough to just like hide in a bush or something something right, like that you know right that's so um, freaky what do you think it what do you think it was like spirits of kids I so that's not even the creepy part. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> um and to answer your question, yes, I, I do. <laughs> um, so you know, we we spend some time looking uh and we get back to the cars, and on the cars there is handprints, like little kid handprints all over like where the door handles are and like the the hoods and the sides of the car. Um, but every, every single one of our vehicle 
had the had like little kid handprints what were they were they in like dust on the car or like what yeah did... yeah um for the for the most part um and like depending when you go to because like it's kind of like in a valley in a field i mean there's um i don't think this time but um there's been times where i was out there and there's like fo- fog it's not unusual to see okay. just because of like where it's at um but like regardless your car is going to get dirty because it's just a like a, a dirt road that okay. goes through the through the woods so there's cool. going to be some sort of dust or something on it um that is so scary mm-hmm. little kid handprints all over all these cars oh yeah. my gosh so, was so, everyone freaking out yeah yeah so like that you know that was the first time that like a lot of us had been there and like a big group of us had been there and you know some people were saying that you know it was probably an animal but like a lot of us were a little bit more freaked out saying you know we think it was a kid or you know a ghost kid or something um but i an animal wouldn't like try to get also a handprint is pretty unmistakable right yeah yeah it's not like a a raccoon went up to my car started yeah Yeah, it was trying to get in (laughs) oh my gosh wild wild oh my gosh i would have been totally freaking out yeah so um so to add on to that one there was uh another time where a small group of us went back uh, i think there was four of us yeah after that experience you're gonna lose some people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so it was me and my one friend who went that first time and then i, I think it was two people that weren't there originally um and this was their first time there but we we get there we only have one car so we um we pull up to the spot and you know we get out and we start to feel a little bit of a breeze which you know isn't really much of anything but it was just kind of weird we get out of the car and feel like a chill to the air almost Mm -hmm. you know so we walk away from the car and as soon as we step in the field I don't really know how to describe it. The best way I've always said is old timey music. Um, yeah. So I would say like, you know, something that you would, you would see on like an old black and white film or like, you know, so, something along those lines where people weren't speaking, but like just weird, weird old music essentially yeah. from like some weird like instrument. Um so we get we get in the field and we start to hear this music play and you know keep in mind we're in the middle of a field in the middle of a woods and there's no houses for for miles and there's like no reason anyone should be here yeah so we um we walk in the field and you know it was creepy but apparently it wasn't creepy enough because we kept investigating (laughs) um but the weird thing was we would get closer to the foundation of the building and as we would get closer the music would get louder <gasps> oh my god and we, we we got to the foundation of the building and um it sounded like you know it was in a room that we weren't in basically um and we like it was we're in the middle of a field there's trees and like we're kind of in a valley so it kind of echoes everywhere so we're like okay well maybe it's not coming from here but like we're really freaked out because like it sounded like it was coming from the building that we were standing on essentially Mm -hmm. um and you know it would just be as loud as it would get while we while we were close to the building and then we would walk away and it would it would get quieter and we eventually just decided to leave we got back to the car and again there were little kid handprints oh all my over gosh the car. twice yeah um and we got in the car we left um basically as soon as we we got back into the car the, the music stopped we, we didn't hear anything um and i I don't know if we ever, ever went back after that. There were a couple times like in between where like a couple groups of us and there wasn't really much of anything that, that happened, but those were the the two experiences there that like oh. really stuck out to me. But that was like the second time that I really remember in my life where like 
I have seen shadowy figures since that time, that time whenever I was, I was very young, you Uh know, but then there was another one that we, we looked at and now keep in mind, like we got, we got all these, um, stories and locations from like, uh, like a supernatural bulletin board and, you know, like web forums that people were posting about. And the funny thing about that is that like, we thought that these people would be super supportive and like into the stuff that, that we found. And like, we would go to these experiences and then like, uh, after we went to all these experiences, we, we went back to the bulletin board and posted and we were like, yeah, we, you know, this happened here and this happened here. And everybody just literally flamed us and was like, was like, what are you doing? You got, you know, you guys shouldn't be there. And they basically just like, just tore us a new one and was, was just like saying we were doing stuff that we shouldn't. And like, why? We were- like none of these areas were really like no trespassing or anything but it was just like they they were like very offended that we like were looking for spirits but at the same time it was like that's what the it was just a very weird weird take yeah yeah it was just so funny because we were like super excited because we're like yeah we we saw stuff and we want to go tell these people that we are also interested in because like this is where we found it and then they were all super mad about it which i think is just super interesting that's why that's ridiculous it's like it, i feel like they're people that just want to own the experiences like we are the only people that can go and do it right, you don't right. Have, yeah even though it's like nobody owns this man yeah okay yeah we need Crazy. an official ghost hunting group to do this <laughs> another one that we found out from there uh was hanky church cemetery so uh a lot of what we read about hanky church is there's this one grave in the cemetery that looks like a tree stump essentially okay. like like it has like the you know like the name and date and stuff but and there's some sort of like um emblem or symbol like engraved in into the middle of it uh, okay. essentially. um and this is what is said to be like the source of you know spirituality or you know activity in in the cemetery whenever whenever it happens um and there is lots of stories where people say that you know you take a picture of that particular um gravestone and the symbol will always have like a flame or like some sort of like fire like on the picture like after you get it developed it you know the you would get the picture back and then that like there would just be like a I fire. love it that's like a um, it's like it's it's like orbs but even cooler yeah 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 so like sure as shit we i mean we went there multiple times and um you know there were a couple times where we would bring like disposable cameras and you know we would we would take various pictures of that that stump and every single picture would have some sort of like some some you could say you know it was like a light reflection or something like that but like a lot of them just looked like a straight up you know floating flame in the in the middle of the the emblem and um one of one of my friends i remember he had a picture uh where like you could literally make out like a face in the in this in this reflection it just looked like you know in the flame instead of a flame in that picture it was just like it was like uh yeah it was just like a like a looked what looked like a light reflection but it was like a you know a face <laughs> oh my gosh that's so scary okay so what are they what so what do you think that that is like what do you think it means so i'm i'm not really sure what it means but i definitely think it's that particular spirit for the from that you know that was buried there or whatever um and one of the one of the other things they say about this cemetery is that like whenever you go there and the the gate is open because like it's essentially like a uh the design is like a rectangle right okay. so like like the front of it is um the front and the left side is a wooden picket fence that stands about like waist high okay. uh, and then there's like one creaky creepy gate that you know opens in the, in the front um, and they say whenever that is open at night, that's when the spirits are active. 
Um, and most of the time we would go and, you know, other than like what we would see on the, on the camera film, um, you know, we didn't really experience much, but like the right side and the back of the, of the cemetery, it was just like a tree line and, and like woods essentially. Okay. Um, so the first time we ever went there, it was just me and my, and my one friend, uh, and we pulled up. And, you know, technically you're not supposed to be in a cemetery after dark. So we kind of like parked a little bit down the road just to, you know, um, not make it. Yeah. yeah, And not make it too obvious. So we get out, we get out of his car and keep in mind, this is like, I want to say August, you know, it it wasn't like cool yet, you know, Um, maybe, maybe like towards the end of July, it was like towards the end of summer, essentially. Um, but we get out of the car and there's a cool breeze. And then we get closer to the cemetery and like, it feels chillier. Mm -hmm. And of course, as soon as we, we walk up, the gate is open. And that's the first time that it's been actually open. Well, that, that was, this was our very, Oh, that was your first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so we 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 just walk through the gate uh and we start we start walking around and as we're walking around um it literally started to snow what yeah and like if i didn't have someone else there to like verify my friends would have thought that i was crazy or like just just full of shit but like it started to snow was it sticking uh, to the ground? Was it really like? No, could you no see it? it was. It was just like flurries, and you know, it was, it was like the temperature wasn't cold enough for it to like really stick. So it was just like they would just land, and it was just Holy no cow. flurries over over us. Um, but like that freaked us out enough as is, right? Oh, my and, gosh! And we're we're like, okay, like something is here. Let's let's look around. We we just got here. Uh, and then maybe like five, 10 minutes into it, uh, Dean just slaps me on the shoulder to get my attention. And he's like, look over there, look over there. And we turn around and there's, there's this, I don't, I don't want to say like a, a monument, but like maybe like a, like a taller gravestone, but it was like, it was like a, a gravestone that essentially someone could stand behind like mm-hmm. tall enough for that. And there was a shadow figure of like like an adult size figure with glowing yellow eyes and dean saw this too um i mean he was the one that pointed it out out, out to me right so we look at it and there there was like it was probably only like two or three seconds but it felt like an eternity of us just staring at this thing in silence right uh and then as we're staring at it for who knows how long it just ducks behind the gravestone that uh that it was standing next to mm-hmm. and then we just kind of like take a step back cuz we're like what was that yeah and then the uh, a gravestone that's like a little bit closer but also the same height it mm-hmm. appeared right behind that and just kind of peeked out and then it went back behind that one and then it, there was another one that was like a little bit smaller and it, it like regular size headstone essentially. And it, it just peeked out behind that. And then we like, at that point we weren't like, it was closer each time. Uh, and at that point, you know, we didn't say anything. We just literally had the, the instincts uh, just turn around and we both just ran out the gate uh, as fast as we could. Uh, we got the whole way back to the car and we, you know, we, we were, booking it as fast as as we could the whole way a whole way to the car we get in the car we you know he locks the doors immediately and as soon as we start driving and get off the road the there's no more snowflakes and like the temperature just felt normal again holy cow (laughs) that's insane did it feel like was the energy when this thing was kind of approaching you did it feel sinister did it what would it feel like i don't want to necessarily say sinister but it didn't feel 
good. Good. And it didn't feel uh, approachable. Like every every other time I've I've had some sort of instance like at 13 Bends or like the cemetery growing up, it was basically just like, you know, there's a figure and you know, once you once you see it or once you tell someone about it, it's it's just gone. Um and there's no like threat or anything. But like this one, it was just like it locked eyes with us and then it was just like getting closer in a very not approachable way um so scary that is so so, scary yeah it it freaked us out (laughs) having these experiences and you have so many do you does this like would you ever go ghost hunting again now as a as an adult man you know yeah 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 I I i think i would um i mean there's a there's a lot of places that like a lot of the more known places that I've I've already been to. Yeah. Um. But you know, if uh, someone wanted to approach me and say, "Hey, let's go go somewhere," and you know, someone I someplace I haven't explored or like they've heard stories or something or other, I'd I'd be down for that for sure. Um, oh, but so it's, cool! It's, it's wild because like all these experiences happen like you know essentially when I was younger. Then there was a whole big gap. Uh, And then it was like all like basically when I when I got out of high school and then like I haven't really like done or uh, seen anything since then. But I also don't really like go out and explore, you know, get out. Yeah. 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 There's always like little weird experiences here and there. But, you know, I don't know if I can necessarily chalk those up to to being ghosts. Oh yeah, you said you had like a, a a silly story that you wanted to share as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me. Well, let me. I got one more experience at Hanky Church. Oh right. Um, okay, great. And then and then I'll and then I'll go in, into into that one because it's kind of in the same location as well. Amazing. Um, but so our our second experience at Hanky. Well, I, I guess this wasn't necessarily our second because we've gone there multiple times. But the second that like something happened there was a small group of us like four or five of us um and me and my friend who went there the first time like we had told our other friends and they're like well we want to see this too you know yeah um so there's like four or five of us that that went there and you know the gate was open again but there was it wasn't like uh there wasn't no like chill to the air and you know Mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't see any snow this time or anything like that um but we the gate was open we walked we walked in and then we kind of like split up and walk around so there's like um the other group and then me and my friend frankie uh go off to off to the one end um now since we're in a cemetery after dark occasionally like we're on a back road but like occasionally there there would be a car so if something would come by we would see headlights we would all just duck you know Mm -hmm. for a minute while they would they would drive by um so there was a car approaching at one point and you know we all we all dock the one group is way off into the distance and then me and frankie are on the very edge of the cemetery Mm -hmm. um and like by the edge i mean like there is the tree line like literally right next to us like Mm -hmm. probably uh 10 feet away from from the nearest bush in this in this tree line so we get on the we get on the ground and we're waiting for for this car to pass uh as it as the car is going by, Frankie's like, "Dude, what the hell is that?" And this light shines out from the bush in the tree line, and it oh. like, it's it's like a light that's like as bright as like a mag light or like you know a very powerful flashlight okay. or like some sort of uh like you know yard light or something like that. Okay. Um. But, you know, he points it out and we stare at it and then it just turns off. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> so the car leaves and then we stand up and then we, you know, we call our friends over to, to come look at it. And we go look in the in this bush and we're trying to see like, OK, well, maybe maybe this cemetery has like some sort of like property lights that, that we don't know about or something like that. I mean, it'd be kind of weird that they'd be put in the tree line that far away, but maybe there's some some sort of explanation. But like, you know, we couldn't find 
a single reason why there there was a light coming from this bush there was no uh nothing attached to the ground and like the bush was you know it was in the tree line but there was like nothing around it like you could walk around the bush you know um so we there was no real like explanation of like what we saw from from that or uh we we never figured it out oh my gosh that's really scary Mm -hmm. so this place is so haunted itself yeah absolutely did your friends were they satisfied with this uh experience even though it wasn't as crazy as the first one yeah absolutely i mean uh just the fact that like one of them saw the same thing that i saw at at that time you know yeah um and like we it wasn't something that we could explain either because it's not like you know there was a a broken light or you know a, a drop flashlight or something like that you know it was literally just a glowing white light that came out of a bush and then vanished once we called attention to it. Child. Holy cow. Oh. And then you have another story from around the same area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so right up the road from that uh, is this place called the twin houses. Um, and now the story that the we read about that was essentially some guy killed his family in this house Ooh, right scary, yeah. um and then apparently there i don't i don't remember if like there like wasn't enough evidence to to convict him or there was like some weird stipulation to it but they couldn't like put him in jail essentially uh but they condemned the property uh and you know prevented anybody from from living in that building anymore so the guy ended up building an identical property like an identical building like on the same property essentially right next on the hill right next to it oh my god that's Um, so disgusting mm -hmm. and now the the story is that the the house the that's vacant um no one lives there but when you go up to it uh there's like a little excuse me a curtain on the window um and then you can see like a light in the in what would be like i guess the living room Mm -hmm. um but if you go up to the window supposedly um you know there there's a light uh and the only thing in the room is a standing mirror uh and it's it's at the other end now the light that you see coming from the room uh, if you look at the ceiling, supposedly there is no light on the ceiling and there's no reason for a light to actually be, be come from like, like this room, you know, like okay. being produced from this room. However, the mirror that is on the other end of the wall, uh, when you go up to that, supposedly you see a chain with like hanging from the ceiling with uh with just a light bulb shining oh oh okay so like so like there's no light in the actual room just a reflection a, but there's a reflection of a light that you know you should be able to see but but you don't but supposedly that's what lights lights the room um and it's just like a like a creepy thing like you know there's no lights there but you know the light is always on um, and that's the the only room in this condemned house. So my friends hear this, my friends and I hear about this and like, we decide to go check it out one night and um, we, we got, we got all prepared. There's like a, a small group of us. My buddy had his uh, VHS recorder um, and, you know, we, we go there and at, we're at the bottom of the hill and we see the light on in the house. Oh my God. Um, so we're like, we're going to see something, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to be like, uh, as quiet as possible. And we're, you know, just kind of sneaking up because we don't know about the other property or like, you know, uh, what's out there, like who's going to see us or anything. So like, we just want to see like what's in this room. Uh, so we, we sneak up and like, we're, we're being as quiet as we could be. And I, you know, I thought we were super quiet. So we go, we go up to, up to the top. And then as soon as we get to the window, 
to investigate it, me and my buddy go up and, you know, he has the the VHS camera like right up to the window. And I think it had a, a light on it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and at this point we go right up to the window and then the curtain moves and a face appears. Uh, and there's some old lady that was living there that scared the shit out of us. And we, <laughs> we ended up uh, jumping and falling back. A couple of us like rolled down the hill and then we all just ran away and took <laughs> off. Uh, and we, we just declared that story uh, kind of bullshit because there's literally <laughs> still a family that lives there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it. It's it it. so funny because I, I remember like we were watching the 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 video that he recorded afterwards and you just see us being like real stealthy and going up to it and then all of a sudden there's just like an old lady face right there and then oh my gosh like a lot of like chaos as we're falling down the hill do you have a digital version of that video no no i don't even know if he still has the the vhs version of it that's amazing storage but it's so funny it was fun (laughs) i love ending on a on a fake out yeah (laughs) (laughs) well dustin your stories have been absolutely incredible i have loved this podcast i can't wait to put it out um tell people where they can find you on the internet and plug anything you would like to plug yeah absolutely so um so I actually don't do stand-up comedy, but what I do do is improv comedy. Uh, so I work, manage, uh, teach at Steel City Improv Theater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so if you're ever looking to take a class, come uh, sign up on our website. We have new classes going on all the time. I also uh, perform and produce in a show there every other month. Uh we are still finalizing our team name. I think we kind of decided on something, but I don't want to officially say it just yet. But the yeah. show is Improvised Dungeons and Dragons. Fun. Uh, yeah, so it's it's super cool. We do that every other month. Um, it's basically we start a campaign based off a suggestion from the audience. Um, so smart. Yeah, and then I am the dungeon master. We have a couple people that are the players in the game. Uh, and then we have a couple people that are like the NPCs and people that they encounter. Um, we even have a big inflatable D20 for the audience to roll for us for s- different situations. Um, That's but awesome. it's, it's a very fun show. I recommend uh, coming to check out at some point uh, and just checking out the theater in general. Um, but two other things I'd like to plug I, that I was mentioning to you earlier before the podcast, uh, they are in early development. So unfortunately, I don't have uh website for them yet but you are welcome to follow me or friend request me on facebook dustin eric with uh a-a-r-i-c that's two a's um the projects that i am starting i am working on starting my own candle business i am uh kind of in the experimental stage of finalizing some of the formulas uh for some of the sense that i've created right now but the um Big thing with that is that I work in the cannabis industry. So I'm making CBD candles that kind of have the benefits of CBD in them uh, as you burn them as well, but also smell good. Um, And then the other thing that I'm working on, uh, which both will probably be released by the end of the year, uh, I'm going to restart a new podcast uh, based on cannabis education and reviews. So if you want to listen a little bit about uh, cannabis and, um, you know, me interview some guests in the industry and just learn a little bit about uh, the plant and how it can benefit you, then uh, that's what I'll be starting. So just follow me on Facebook. I'll be posting those on my uh, personal page until I get the websites up and running. Amazing. Amazing. And I know listeners, you can't see Dustin right now, but I feel like with your hair, if you did not work in the cannabis industry, yep. that would be very bad for the whole world. Uh, Dustin has long, curly hair, and it's just perfect for his industry. Yeah, I, I have a lot of patients that come in and tell me that exact thing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to say it again. No, you're good. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for doing the podcast. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help people find it. Um, You can also follow me at Emily MC Winter on Instagram and basically all socials and uh, Comedians with Ghost Stories on Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much and have a great week. 
I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.